This is Becky Millhaven. Just saying, I am Tom Becker. I'm I'm a Grand Millhaven, and welcome to the show. Okay, so again, you took a took a little pause there. You know, like the that pre- was for dramatic effect. Is it for dramatic effect, or are you just like not paying attention and realize the show's ready to start? No, it was for dramatic effect. Okay, all right, well, good, good. So, um, so we were talking before uh, the recording started. You wanted to uh, talk to me about my latest endeavor. For people that don't know, I was working over at a TV station here in Omaha doing commentary during the TV station, and then the the owner of the TV station, the company that owns the TV station, decided to get rid of all local news. And uh, we'll uh, get to that in a little bit. I want to talk about, it's a real problem, I think, the lack of local news that's happening all over the country. So they got rid of all local news, which means I was out of a job. And so uh, as I'm trying to figure out what is next in my life, I've been uh, I've been driving Uber a few day, a few hours a day. Now this is interesting. So um, you don't you don't need the money. You're doing it just to sort yeah, of. Yeah, I've still got severance. I've got you know yeah. I've got my um, I'm a wage. Yeah, you know, yeah. Got 401k, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm good. Yeah, you're fine. But I mean, you know, yeah. So it's interesting when you when you said that that you were driving Uber. Um, I wanted to talk about it on the show because it's sort of, I mean, so many people sort of do it and or want to do it. My first question is, did you clean up your car? Yeah, you had car. I had the car detailed beforehand. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right, good. So you, so you, so you cleaned up all the, yeah. all I, I the, knew, I knew the rules. I knew the rules. Yeah. So, so the John Chancellor died. Newspaper is now in the garbage can. <laughs> Check back two podcasts ago for that reference. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. So okay. yeah. All right. Now, is this the first time you've buried? Is this the first time you you've you've done this? Well, okay. So years ago, I mean, years ago, when I was uh, starting out in radio, living in Santa Fe, trying to make ends meet, I drove the cab on a weekend. On the weekends, I drove taxi cab, the taxi cab, and uh, and I really enjoyed it. Actually, to be honest with you, you know, you know, you, you drive, you meet people, you talk. Uh, so I really enjoyed it. And so, you know, I'm waiting here. I'm talking to some people. I maybe have a a few job opportunities on the line here. And I'm just sort of thinking, I'm thinking, well, I'm not going to just sit around and watch. I'm not going to be some old guy sitting around watching cable news all day and getting all angry about what's going on. So I, I figured, well, I'll just I'll drive Uber. So I do that about two, three hours a day. Yeah. And um, how's it going? It's real good. Real good. I mean, hey, it's, you know, it's, uh, it's uh, spending money, you know? So, I mean, how much, how much money you make? How much money can you make on an average fare? I'm averaging. I'm averaging out between twenty five and thirty dollars an hour. Really? Yeah. 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 I mean, of course, you know that's then I got to take out the gas and insurance, all that's the wear and tear in the car. Right. Yeah. But at right. At the same yeah. time, you know, at the same time, you know, you're looking for, uh, you know, uh, you know, just money to get you through the week. Then all well, the is it, was the because I've signed up just to sort of do it, just to see what it was like. I signed up, but I never turned on my, I I never picked up a driver or, or a rider. Mm-hmm. How how hard was the first one? Funny you say that, because it was hard. It, it was a thing. It's like, ooh, do I really want to do this? Do I really want to yeah. do this? And and it was hard. And now it's like, it's kind of fun, you know? But yeah, the first it was like, ooh, I don't know. Do I want to? And I've only had two people so far. Two people have at least acknowledged recognizing me, you know? <laughs> Which, you know, which is weird when you had a TV gig and now you're driving Uber and it's like, well, you know, look, I'm just bored. 
<laughs> well, so so uh, so they recognize you as the Tom Becca. Yeah. Um, that's interesting. And uh, have you been able to pick up any real estate deals from this? I uh, no, I've not yet. No, but that's but I do mention real estate with some people. I mean, if it comes up in conversation, they uh, Uber won't let you like. I can't. I can't like put a. An ad in the in the car and say, hey, for your real estate needs, contact me at Bitter Homes and Gardens Real Estate, the Good Life Group, 402-321-9590. I can't I can't put that in the car. Um, but if it comes up a conversation, yeah, I can mention it then. Yeah. Well, why can't can't but you can like, can't you give them a, a bottle of water, right? Don't don't some people have bottled water? I haven't done that yet. I probably should. You, well, you should do the bottle of water with with your logo on it and your address and your phone number. That's not a bad idea. That's Here's a bottle of water, and just so happens the the label on the bottle of water says Tom Becca Better Homes and Garden Real Estate. That's not a, that's not a bad idea. I mean, that's why I, I'm here. I'm I may do that. that. I may do that. So, so okay, so so you signed up. You went. You went. Did you get your car uh, inspected and everything? And did you go that far? Um, I didn't have to get my car inspected. Maybe it was before that. You had to go somewhere and get it inspected. Well, you, actually, you can do it online now. You can do oh. it online, <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah. I mean, you, I got, I got, I got all the paperwork done. I got all the. They signed off on my insurance and my picture, and and I was, I was all in. I was, I did everything I needed to. I was officially ready to go, and I never went and to. I, I never, I, I never turned it on to to sort of do it. Now, where do you go? Do you do you just drive around? You know, Dundee, or do you go to the airport, or what do you do? Well, you have you have your options. There's a, there's a number of places that are like inspection places you can go to, or you can do it online. I did no, no, no. I mean, I mean, when you when you drive around when you first start, do you go to the airport? Where did where did you go when you? I I turn it on. I turn it on, and I wait two minutes. Not even two minutes. I wait, you know, thirty seconds, and there's a fare to go be be picked up. You know, generally speaking, they tend to be in the area where I am. But not always, you know, depending so you on the gotta, day. Right. So, how far have you had to drive anybody to Lincoln? Nothing like that. No, I have. I did have uh, a fare. Actually, I had a fare yesterday that was like a twenty-five dollar fare. You know, going from uh, uh, downtown to West Omaha. Yeah. Yeah. Did you get any? Um, anybody give you like two stars or one star? Uh, no, I think I'm, I'm. I'm doing pretty well. I haven't checked my star rating, but I think I'm doing pretty well. Yeah. Uh, um, people tip you. Yeah. Not everybody, but yeah. Yeah. Maybe if I give him bottled water, I get more tips. <laughs> I don't know. I think it, I think it's really cool and really fascinating. Um, just the whole human psyche of it all. Um, because cab drivers were just interesting to begin with, but then you have these just characters, you know, it's like phone calls on a on a talk show host. You don't know who's gonna get in your cab, you don't know who's gonna call your radio show. And, and quite honestly, it's also a thing where, you know, if I get back into doing, you know, uh TV commentary or you know, get back in maybe doing a radio talk show, or even with this podcast here, it's a way to maybe you know keep your finger on the pulse of what people are thinking and what they're saying. You know, besides besides what you get when you're just focusing on the media all the time, because then right. you get people on the media all the time. But this is like just focusing more on what real people are dealing with. You know, any any woman trying to seduce you, any two guy, any two people want to have like sex in your cab or something? Uh, we've not gotten to that point yet. No. Okay. No, All right. No. Are you are you gonna do like you know midnight after a football game or something? No, I, or? I I will drive people to the bar, but uh, when nightfall hits, I'm like, okay, I'm going. I'm going home. Right. I'll drive them to the bar, but I'm not. I'm not picking them up. I don't want to deal with drunks. 
I don't want to deal with people puking in the car. I don't want to deal with, you know, the idiots like that. So it's like, okay, I'll take you to the bar. I'll take you to the concert, but I'm not picking you up. All right. Fair enough. Good. Good. Uh, good no, 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 the College World Series is coming to town. So that, that. Oh, ought... you're probably going to make a fortune doing yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. So that ought to be a, a, you know, some time there doing some, do, do some good there. Plus uh, I think uh, uh, what I'm planning on doing this weekend early uh like maybe like thursday friday and saturday is just get out real early like you know four o'clock in the morning because i've taken people to the airport for uh memorial day weekend i would think so that'd be a yeah yeah so i got that yeah. so yeah oh yeah, oh, yeah. and then uber my, my god uber's got it down there they send you um they send you all sorts of uh, pushes saying you know if you drive between these hours you get bonus time you know and if you if you um uh, you know, make extra money doing this. Oh, by the way, if you don't want to use your car or Uber, they'll rent you a car. So you you can use one of their cars. Really? Or or, or, or like, I guess somebody else's car. Somebody else who wants to make a little extra money on Uber while they're not uh, driving, so they're leasing out their cars for other Uber drivers. The thing, I mean, it, it really is, when you think about when you think about how people used to make money and how they're making money now and, you know, what the future holds, especially with its artificial intelligence and stuff, what's going to happen, how the, how the economy is going to change. I mean, it really is fascinating. And well, this, the, 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 the infrastructure for this Uber thing where who would have thought that you I mean, this is Jetsons times 10 where you think you need a car, you want a car, you walk outside, you hit a button on a phone, and two minutes later, some stranger in a car pulls up and says, I'll take you where you want to go. Yeah. I mean, it's brilliant. And who would have thought that Americans wouldn't have a problem getting into strangers' cars? Well, because everything is on the app. So, you know, you got to you know, you sign up and all the... So, you know, they it, know... It's still, a it's still a stranger's car. True. But, but by the way, but Uber, when I, when I, uh, when I log on... I have to take a picture of myself just to show them that it really is me. Right. And that not, not somebody else driving the car. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah. No, I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm jealous. I wish I had the guts to do it. I, I still might now that you've done it, but I don't know. I think it just, just be fun. But you know what? I mean, I, look, I know you're busy. You got, you know, you got a two and a half year old kid and everything else, but so I know you're busy in that, but you know what, Matt, to be honest with you, think of the stories you tell, even if you just did it for a week, even if you just did it for a week or, or two, where you just would go and make it a bit, you know, maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe that's a Friday, uh, Friday morning bit on your show. And now yeah. tales from McGraw's Uber driving or whatever, you know, and you talk yeah. about some of the passengers you pick up. Yeah, no, it's, it's something to think about. Can we, uh, can, do we have to break or um, can we move on to other topics? Uh, well, uh, let's, oh, let's just break here. Let's just break here. Then we can move on to the other topics. There's a lot of other things I want to talk about. Um, uh, besides this. And so uh, let's do this. We'll take a quick break as you're listening on the Big 550 KTRS. Of course, if you're listening online, uh, we'll be right back in just a second. But this is Beck and Melhaven just saying on the Big 550 KTRS. And now we are back once again. Uh, I'm Tom Becker. He's McGraw and Melhaven. Um, we were just talking about Uber, but then you said you wanted to talk about something. What do you want? What do you want to talk about? Well, I I I, I want to pull my hair out over this debt ceiling conversation. Oh, good. I'm glad. I'm so glad what you want to talk about. Okay, let, let me I, hear I, I mean, I don't I don't want to talk about it, but I just want to say this. This is the dumbest 
dumbest thing in the world. Nobody cares about, you're telling me that they're arguing over 10-year spending caps in which two minutes after they agree to it and five minutes after they walk out of that building, no one's going to keep these spending caps where they're supposed to be. So you're going to bring the economy to the brink of destruction for something you're not even going to, you're going to agree to in which no one's going to agree to 10 years from now. I mean, it's the dumbest thing in the world. Why the American people get caught up and sort of in this whole ridiculous scam, just pass a bill. It doesn't matter because no one knows what you're talking about anyway. And nothing you agree to is going to remain agreed to the next time you talk about budgets. And they're all worrying about it because, well, how's it going to play into the election? Who, what side is going to get blamed? Will the Republicans get blamed? Will the Democrats get blamed? In the meantime, there are people wondering if they're going to be getting their Social Security check, wondering if their Medicare is going to be taken care of. We have military people wondering if they're going to get their paid check. You know, and, and you're right. And and I was talking to our congressman, who I, I, I like our congressman here in Omaha. I like Don Bacon, right? But I was talking with him. And I said, look, Republicans have lost the high road when it comes to dealing with fiscal responsibility. You know, under Trump, you know, they, they raised the debt ceiling, what, three times? Under Trump, they had, before COVID, it was a trillion dollar a year deficit that they were spending, right? But now, so what I mentioned is that even before COVID, Trump was spending a, a trillion dollars a year more than was being taken in. His response was, well, the Democrats, it's 1.9 trillion. It's not the point. <laughs> The point is, the point is, the Democrats have never said we're the fiscally responsible party. The Republicans have said that. People bought into that, and it, and, it, and and it was, and and the fact that and the fact that they won't go and even consider raising taxes a little bit to help pay for some of this stuff. I just or well, make a compromise. Here, I mean, it's it's like both on both sides, both sides swinging to see who has the bigger genitalia. You know, it's, and it's. it's well, but but people want to cut spending for somebody else's programs. Yes, right. They don't want to cut spending for their programs, and 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 they don't want to raise taxes on themselves. They want to raise taxes on somebody other than themselves, mm -hmm. the rich or the poor or the middle, whatever they aren't. They want to raise. Yeah, go ahead, raise taxes on that. I don't use that. Uh, raise taxes on um, on on Uber drivers. I don't, I'm not an Uber driver, right? I mean, it's so ridiculous and so insane why the American people is somehow, you're arguing over this. You don't even know what you're arguing over. And uh, literally they're down to spending caps for the next 10 years. That is what is going to break the economy. And we're gonna go into default because we can't agree on spending caps 10 years from now. They're not gonna be around in 10 years. So what do you who what do you care what you agree to in a in in a contract ten years from now? Yeah, and they haven't passed the budget. How many years? Right, right. I mean, and uh, do you remember? Uh, do, do, do you remember that stupid sea uh, sequestration? M remember that when they would oh they really cut spending really fierce, and then the minute our Republicans got into office, they're like okay, oh well, we're done with those caps. I mean, the whole thing is a joke. Yeah. It's a total joke. And yeah. and I I mean we we got now the other thing is even funnier. We got a three-day weekend coming up. You watch. I was talking to Karen Travers with ABC News today, and she said it's it's something called they can smell the jet fuel burning. They all want to get out of town. So they were all up in their grill about this and that. But the closer they get to getting out of town, it's just interesting how these deals come together. 
The spouses are saying, come on, we're going to mom's house for uh, Memorial yeah. Day weekend. The kids the kids have got a swim meet we got to go to. And uh, yeah. So you can you can off. you can smell the jet fuel. They all want to go home. So watch. They'll cut a deal here in the next 24 hours. Ah, from your mouth to God's ears. But, you know, when you talk about how they don't even know what they're fighting over and stuff like that. We had a case here in Nebraska. Oh, geez. OK, so. I don't even see because this. I mean, this made this made national news. What was going on with the fight that we had here in Nebraska over transgender rights and also over abortion? There had been a um, a big fight between these issues, right? And uh, the abortion, abortion. They wanted abortion after six weeks, and one Republican voted no, which meant that the deal did not go through. So they and then they have the they wanted uh, uh, to to ban uh, medical uh, procedures for transgender youth, right? And and that didn't pass either by like one vote. So they combined the two bills, which by the way is it's does not it's not allowed under the Nebraska Constitution. So this will be fought in courts and probably overturned. But they combined the two bills. Made abortion into 12 weeks, although the way it's written, it's more like 10, uh, 10 weeks. And then also the transgender bill was put in at the same time. This became a major argu uh, argument where you had two state senators in particular, one who um, identifies as LGBTQ herself and says that her, uh, um, her, well, now has a son. She has a transgender son now, I guess. Um, and then the other one was just, like just a real emotional woman who just was, you know, like in tears over all of this stuff. So it made all the news, right? So New York Magazine comes to town to do a story on this. State Senator Christy Armendariz is asking this reporter, so why would somebody from New York come to cover this? And the reporter said, well, this is, you know, it's pretty, pretty big story here, pretty big political story. To which our state senator, Christy Armendariz, says, oh, I, I don't watch the news or read the paper, so I don't really know what's going on. <laughs> I don't, it, 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 no, McGraw, I agree. It would be funny if it wasn't. She's voting on things that are going to affect people's lives, and she isn't even paying attention to the news, doesn't even know what's going on. And then her, along with some other state senators, well, told this reporter, said, yeah, you know what, I went knocking on doors for the, to get elected. Nobody brought these issues up. They're they're concerned about broadband internet. They're they're concerned about they're concerned about uh, uh, um, property taxes. They're concerned about efficiency in government. Nobody was concerned about transgender kids. Nobody was concerned about abortion. They thought it was a done deal, right? I mean, so like nobody was even addressing these uh, culture war issues that the Republicans were bringing up to the table. And these are Republican senators admitting, yeah, nobody really cared. Nobody was really bringing this up, except for the politicians who use this as a way a wedge issue. And you've got Republican. Uh, and look, I, I, if it was a Democrat, I'd acknowledge it was a Democrat. But you got a Republican senator here admitting and acknowledging that she doesn't pay attention to the news and doesn't even know what the big hubbub is about because she just doesn't read the paper, doesn't watch the news. Uh, I would rather talk. Uh, I'd rather stick needles in my eye than talk abortion. But I don't understand these six weeks, 10 weeks, 12 weeks debates. 
I thought the Republican Party was against abortions. Why are they now allowing six weeks, 10 weeks, 12 weeks? I don't understand. Are they now pro-choice? Because that was the pro-choice argument, right? It was 26 weeks. So now we're just arguing over how many weeks? Well, yeah, because they, like in the six weeks, six weeks, women may not even know they're pregnant. Uh, I understand weeks. it. But but you could take the morning after pill the next day. You, there are all sorts of things you can do. The point is this. I thought they were pro-life. They're pro-life after six weeks. Then you're not pro-life. I'm pro-life, or not me, but somebody could say, I'm pro-life after 24 weeks. So they're only arguing over three weeks? Here's the thing. I went to a, a meeting where there were uh, uh, two female OBGYN doctors who spoke about this issue. Didn't speak about it from a political standpoint. Didn't speak about it from a, a religious standpoint. Purely spoke about it from a medical standpoint. And if you and, and if you look at this from a medical standpoint, this should be between the woman and uh, their doctor. I, I I have a friend who you know God bless her. Is, was a breast cancer. Uh, uh, she got pregnant while um, dealing with breast cancer. And the doctor said, if you carry this baby to term, you'll probably die. She wanted the child, and she would have had the child, right? So she, she is not pro-abortion. Mm -hmm. so I don't know that anybody is pro-abortion, right? I think they're pro-choice and that, but I don't know that anybody's like, ooh, yeah, let's, let's kill babies, right? But anyway... So, but the doctor just told her, said, look, no, we're going to have to abort the baby. Now, under these laws, if that would happen today, she wouldn't be allowed to do that. Or she'd have to go to another state to do that. And it's like, why? You know, I mean, that should be between the doctor, the patient, and and the, and, and the patient's God. I mean, that should not be the government's responsibility in doing this. But I'll get off my... No, so, I, 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 well, again, I don't under, I don't understand the argument where, um, you know, if, if you're pro-life, you're pro-life. You can't be pro-life. You mean all these pro-life people that are for the death penalty, those pro-life people? No, 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 no. I, I, I'm talking about the abortion situation. How can you be pro-life and vote for a bill which favors abortion up through 10 weeks or 12 weeks? So you're, you're pro-choice because that's, they want to go back to, right, Roe versus Wade said the first 26 weeks, or right, first trimester, first 24 weeks, first first whatever, right? That's when it was okay to have an abortion. So we're just arguing over all of this argument has just been over a couple of weeks. So everybody's pro-choice. We're just arguing it's, over it's how many about, weeks. It's all about it's all about sticking it to the libs, and it's all about, you know, the politicians uh, you know, pandering for votes. Because if you look at this intelligently, if you, by the way, by the, and we'll move on because you're right about the abortion thing. Because really, what, what interests me more is a state senator admitting that they don't even have a clue what they're voting on. Uh, um, speaking speaking of this, um, did you see the story where the kid hired the rider truck and tried to drive into the um, White House? See that yeah, story? Yeah. yeah. So the kid was from St. Louis. I know. Yeah. I'm yeah, yeah. talking about that. Yeah. And so uh, he apparently he had a six month. He'd been devising a plan for six months to. Um, break into the White House and sort of run the country, except he got oh, foiled. Wait, oh, wait, he wanted to run the country? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, his comments were, uh, the plan was to break in, take over the government, and I was going to run the country. Except he got 
got foiled because in a six month planning this, he forgot that, you know, a truck can't go through a, a stone wall. So he, he got caught and, but he also was caught praising Hitler. He also got caught with a swastika and a Nazi flag and all this other stuff. The kid is 19 years old, comes from a very prominent area of town. And he appears to be Indian or Asian, but he's, he's darker complexion. The man, the young man, wouldn't be allowed in Hitler's Germany. And yet he's still praising Hitler? It doesn't, I mean, it doesn't make any sense. Well, first of all, first of all, obviously he'll he'll win on a uh, insanity plea because you have to be crazy to say you want to run the country. Okay, <laughs> has he not has he not seen what a mess it is? Has he not been paying attention to the uh, the debt ceiling? Has he not yeah. been paying attention to this? Has he not been paying attention? As long as we get those ten year caps in place, we should be fine. Yeah. So, um, oh, that's just it, man. Oh, well. And this goes into, and in all seriousness, mental health. You know, we 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 they give lip service to mental health, but we do so little to really uh, help people dealing with issues like this. I mean, it's, it's, it's all social media. It's all social media. Um. Well, no, it's not all because there were Nazis before social media, but social media does indeed exacerbate it. Yeah, I'm not. Look, the, when the Surgeon General says that uh, one out of every four teenagers, girls, have a plan for suicide, it's an epidemic. And social media does a heck of a lot more damage to teenage girls than drag shows. Oh, I've got I've got a great story. On that. This, this, this really plays into what you're saying here. I won't give all the details because it would give away who this friend is, but this friend was in Vegas on business and is just taking all these pictures, putting all these pictures on social media, looking like she's having the time of her life, right? So I send her a text and I just say, hey, uh, boy, it sure looks like you're having a great time in Vegas. And she goes, oh my God, it's murder. I hate it. It's awful. It, you know, she she hates Vegas. But, right. you know, she puts all that on social media. There she is smiling and hanging out or going to this show and that show or this thing and that. And in the meantime, it's all because of work. And she's hating every minute of it. But you wouldn't know that right. looking at the social media. So there you are stuck in, you know, you're, you know, it's winter there in St. Louis or winter in Omaha. And you're stuck there. And you're looking at these pictures of her having all this fun in Vegas. In the meantime, your boss has just chewed your butt out. And you're looking at this. Now you're all depressed. You know, look at all these other people having fun. You know, by the way, since we're talking about social media, people are posting all these these pictures of them having fun, right? Because you got to have that, right? Can we, stop, can we pass a law that would make it illegal for people, 99% of them being women, Make it illegal for them to show their feet when they're hanging out by the pool. I am so tired of these pictures of they're laying in the chaise lounge, or there's their feet, and there's the water, there's the pool, there's the ocean. Uh, nobody you want wait, you them. want you want them to post their feet, or you don't want them. No, to I don't want. Them. I don't need to see their feet. Oh, it depends. Depends <laughs> on what kind of feet. Well, if they're sexy looking feet, show them. If if they're not say if they're your feet, I don't want to see them. Oh, no, it, just in general, just in general, it's like, oh, I, I'm by the pool. I'm by the pool. Here are my feet. It's no, it's just stupid. 
Hmm. By the way, so you, okay, if you're by the pool, then let me see you in your bikini. Now, now, now we're talking. I don't need to see your feet. So you want to pass a law that force women to show a picture of their bikini? Speaking of bikinis, speaking of bikinis. Do we oh, have to I know you're going. With, I know you're going with this boy. Yeah. <laughs> the the tuck rule. The tuck rule. Um. So, Target is getting in trouble for selling women's bathing suits with a area, a a, a compartment for. <clears throat> Your unmentionables. So right? basically, for transgender people, for for men who want to identify as a woman, right? Right. Uh, or, or okay, how do you say this per, or correctly? For people who were born genetically as a male but identify and, and as a woman, but have not had yes. any surgery done, they can get these swimsuits that have got a special place for them uh, to. A, a, they call them tuck. They call them uh, tuck friendly. Right, tuck friendly suits. Now, here's my question for you. I, I've seen men in banana hammocks. They don't have any tuck. They don't have any tuck departments. I mean, do you really need a tuck department? Well, if you're trying to hide it, yeah. Well, I don't know. I, it doesn't. I, it seems if you're trying to hide it, you wouldn't wear a bikini, would you? You know, that's something I really have never given any thought I never to. even thought about it either. I, I mean, I've I'm, never, I've never thought, geez, if I ever put on a bikini and I wanted to hide my penis, where would I put it? That, <laughs> is, that has never come up to my, I have never thought of that. It's not, well, and now I can't get thought out of my mind. Thanks did, a lot. How did this become a controversy? Somebody had to be like, wait, what's this compartment for? Oh, the tuck rule. Wait, what? By the way, by the way, do you realize just how lucky this makes America. I mean, seriously, when you get right down to it, okay? Do you think people in Somalia are worrying about tuckinis or whatever they're called, right? You know? Are they called tuckinis? That's what I'm calling them. That's fantastic. I'm gonna steal uh, that line. Do you, do you think do you think they're they're worrying about that? Do you think that do you think that you know people in third world nations that the, they can't feed their kids are concerned about this? And here we got people all up in arms. By the way, I'm not 100% sure this is even true. It, now, as Target actually said, they've got these bathing suits. Or Target, has, from... Target has said that they're starting to reevaluate their Pride Month merchandise. Now, apparently there are tuck-friendly bottoms in tuckinis, I, I guess. But a better question to ask you about these people in Somalia is what percentage of Americans call themselves transgender and how many Europeans call themselves transgender and what percentage of Somalians call themselves transgender. I'd love to see that stat because it seems like I, I, I know a family here in town, the mother's transgender and the two kids are transgender. Now, really? That seems, that seems odd. Yeah, well, it does. I mean, and I, I, I've got uh, two friends whose children are transgender. One's an adult now, and the other one is uh, uh, like a junior in high school. Um, and I've got uh, a, 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 the former broadcaster. I know of two former broadcasters that have um, uh, transitioned to be female. Mm. Um, uh, you know, so, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, was this something that did, did Bruce Jenner start this trend? Was this just some sort of, I mean... I, I I I don't mean to call it a trend because I don't think anybody does this just 
because I think it's cool, right? I mean, you don't. Well, I think it's I think it's gay. I think there are some people who are truly gay, and I think there are some people who experiment. But there are also there are people that are truly transgender too. Yeah, no, I I, yeah. I believe that there are people who are truly transgender. I also believe there are people who are experimenting. Well, that's it too, because you know, you think about it, think about it. Uh, you know, forty, fifty years ago, uh, you know, if you were gay, you know, you uh, married. You were a gay man. You married a lesbian woman, right? And uh, you were each other's beards, right? I mean, oh, I didn't know that, but I mean, there are still gay men and women who marry heterosexuals today. Yeah, well, that's true. Yeah, well, that's true. I guess you wouldn't always be that way. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You'd be, you but, uh, but but I mean, there are there are there are people who clearly are gay, and there are people who are clearly who are experimenting, and there are lesbians who are really lesbians, and there are w women who just like to dabble and experiment. And yeah, uh, and, and I'm not I'm not making any judgments. I'm just saying that you know it it's not one size fits one. It's you know it's it, or one size fits one. It's it, it's not it's everything. I mean, you, for every for everything you show me, I can show you something else. Well, that goes back to being okay. You know what? Yeah, it needs to be the individual. Let the individual decide what they are, who they are, and how they want to live. Yeah. And uh, and we got to take another break real quick. Another break real quick. So let's do that. We'll take a quick break here. I want to continue on with this though because. Uh, I, I think I think it's an important discussion to have, you know, and only because it's like we, we've gotten away from the idea of um, live and let live. And this uh, Ron DeSantis, who's uh, announcing his run for presidency, is his campaign slogan really going to be, let's make America Florida? Is that really where he's going with this? <laughs> I want to talk about that more when we return on Beckett Millhaven just saying here on the Big 550 KTRS. And once again, we are back. Beck and Bill just saying here, uh, wherever you get your podcast. By the way, if you're just tuning in to KTRS and you missed part of this, go and you can get it wherever you get your podcast. You can find this, Spotify, you can get it on iTunes, iHeart. It's all there for you. Uh, so uh, you can listen to the entire podcast on demand uh, when you want at your convenience. So, so I saw, uh, you know, of course, everything is social media. I saw a, a good old boy, um, one of those, you know, like reels, you know, one of those comments that you just see, right? Good old boy wearing a, wearing a, you know, give me seat cap and overalls and a beard, kind of looked like, um, uh, what's his face with the Dukes of Hazard, right? Okay. Uh, and and, you know. Yeah, you know, people ask me about what I think about these transgender people. I gotta tell you, I gotta tell you, I I like to I like to wear my overalls. I like to fish. I like to hunt. And nobody's asking them what they think of me. Uh, you know, hey, they want to let they leave me alone. I leave them alone, and everybody's happy. And it was like, yeah, that's it. That's that's the solution. But we get all wound up over all this stuff, you know, um, because politicians can do it, politicians and the media can play these games to get people all wound up. Um, and when the reality no, there's, there's, is, the answer is just let people live. There's no question that politicians on both sides, because they're so talk about AI and talk about how good we've got at electing people and looking at data points, right? You know, and I hate when they say that, you know, 
25 to 29 year old educated women who live in suburbs are more apt to vote for Biden and the Trump and the uh, educated to two years and four year schools. And this right. They break it down to so so individual groups. These politicians on both sides to get elected, they have to um, make sure that they divide Americans. And we're in a place now where to win, you have to divide America. And I don't want to divide America. So why would I want to win? So we, we keep, why, why would I, I want to run? So why we keep electing people whose goal it is, is to divide Americans. And that's a dangerous place. Uh, well, that, that's part, so much of that is based on our uh, primary system. Yeah. Uh, you know, because everybody, everybody plays to their base. I mean, my God, everybody talks about, you know, Donald Trump's base and DeSantis is playing to Donald Trump's base and all of this. It's like, why don't I just play to the American people and say, yeah. look, some of my ideas you're going to love, some of my ideas you're going to hate. Uh, but here's the issues, here's the problems, and here's how I would try to solve them. Why, why can't and, – and, and I don't blame the politicians. I blame us, the electorate, for not demanding better, for not demanding more. Yeah, well, we play into the game. The media is guilty yeah. of it. Uh, you know, we, we, we sort of, you know, you look back at, uh, look at the heated Bill Clinton, George Herbert Walker Bush race, right? I bet you the people who hated Bush kind of like Bush now. And the people who hated Clinton, I bet you they have a great, greater respect for him. But in the heat of the moment, they hated one side or the other, you know, or, 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 or Jimmy Carter, right? I bet you Jimmy Carter's approval rating is through the roof right now. But, you know, when he's going against Reagan, it was in the toilet. Well, yeah, but remember when Carter was in office, inflation was through the roof. Uh, the uh, Iran situation uh, went poorly. I mean, yeah, Carter, Carter was not a great president. I think Carter was a great person. But now this this is an interesting argument. I think Carter was a great person. I don't think he was a great president. Having said that, can you be a great person and be a great president? Well, I think I, I think that is a general overstatement about Jimmy Carter's four years in office. Um, you know, he. He 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 had Paul Volcker, who was trying to wring inflation out uh, because of what the Nixon years did. So it just so happened that um, uh, uh, Jimmy Carter was sitting in the seat. And if you really think the president has really a whole lot to do with the economy, you're sadly mistaken. And so Jimmy Carter was just the wrong place at the wrong time. And now we know that there were back channel stories that they wanted the hostages released after Carter got out of got out of office. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Regular there was a, that, yeah. There was a lot of there was a lot of manipulation going on. None of which was you know Carter's fault. So, you know, I mean, if, well, uh, you know, you 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 can't blame. Everybody wants to blame the person in the office for the bad economy or give him credit. The president has so little to do with the actual economy. And anything they do, anything they do do takes four years to work its way through the economy. So Joe Biden's in office for three weeks and inflation's up. All of a sudden, it's his fault. I mean, that's that's just a gross oversimplification of the economy. <laughs> you said do do. I said do do. Uh, no, no, you're right about that. But it also used to be like you can have a a hard fought election, and then after the election, okay, it's like okay. Our side lost. Let let's let this person be president, and then we'll uh, deal with this again when the next election cycle comes around. Now you're in a 24 uh, hour, uh, seven day a week, 365 days a year election cycle. 
You know, Speaking I mean, of, no, I hear you. Well, they're also starting to eat their young. Did you see? Did you see the story where um, it was uh, some Heritage Foundation website newsletter where now they're going after Fox News because somebody leaked the Fox News handbook that in the Fox News employee handbook written in 2021. Uh, it says any employee is allowed to use any bathroom that of the gender they identify with. Oh, God. So now, you know, the woke Fox News is at it again. Okay, you know, what? but here's the thing, though, too. And I think people have to understand this because I've, I've had this happen to me. I don't maybe you've had this happen to you. And it sort of goes along with the, what I was talking about earlier about the state senator that doesn't even know what she's voting on or pays attention to the news. I I did a bit on the radio one time that was a little controversial. I mean, it wasn't like overly controversial. It was actually it was based in fact, but they didn't like the way that I presented it. Well, one person gets out there and puts out an email blast to you know hundreds of other people saying. You got to call the radio station and complain about Tom Becker. People were outraged about what I had said, but had no idea what I had said. They right. just knew that they were told they had to be outraged about this, and they came after me. I mean, the whole mob mentality, the whole psychology of all of this is fascinating, and it's also scary as hell. What was the bit? Okay, so... Well, you're familiar with Omaha, but I'll explain this for others that aren't. Um, like most cities, Omaha is a part of town that is predominantly African-American. They were trying to um, improve their image, so they put up some billboards that basically just said, Discover North Omaha. Well, I made the point that if you want to improve the image, you got to you know, actually solve some of these problems, which did involve gang violence and uh, poverty and the like like that. And I just made the point that, you know, the billboards, you know, would not solve the problem. So I did a bit where I said, hey, discover North Omaha. You know, we're we're a tight-knit group. You know, if somebody shoots somebody, we won't rat them out. But hey, discover <laughs> North Now, you see, you think it's funny. The people in North Omaha, or at least there's one guy in North Omaha, didn't think it was funny. Um, and so... So anyway, so this becomes a big deal. I mean, this becomes a big deal where the, to the point where a uh, the city councilman that represented that district put out a non-binding resolution to have me apologize before the city council. And yeah. the city council passed this. The city council passed this to say that, um, yeah, that, that Tom Beckett needs to apologize for what he had said. Now, when that hearing, the public hearing happened for this, this thing, right? African-American people in North Omaha showed up to defend me and said, we may not have liked what the way he said it, but he's right. Nobody got on the side of the city councilman who wanted to have me apologize. Nobody in the public testified on his behalf. I had I had maybe, a, you know, um, probably about eight to ten people, primarily black, but a few white in there also, who were just saying, no, Becca's, you know, He's right. The point here being is that the politicians still voted to have me apologize. Why? Because it was politically expedient for them to do so. 
So did you apologize? And people were upset with me, not knowing why they were upset with me. Did you apologize? No. I had, not, I had nothing to apologize. What I did do though is I went and I spoke to I went and I spoke to every church group in North Omaha, every African American studies class in the college, every anybody that wanted to talk to me about it, I met with them and I explained myself because there in no way, shape, or form did I make any of it racial. There was no there was there was no um you know uh, dialect or I was not trying to you know uh, use any stereotypes to uh, you know. Uh, made fun of the African-Americans or make it a racial issue. It was an issue about the behavior of people in that part of town uh, and not entirely, not entirely African-American. It was an issue about you got to fix the problem and not just thinking you put a bandaid on with the, uh, with the billboard. I also understood after it was all said and done, I also understood why a lot of good people, why a lot of good people were upset with me for doing that. Because, you know, I mean, that's their neighborhood and everything. And they're frustrated with what was going on. So I understood why some people got upset with me on that. And quite honestly, it turned out to be where I wound up uh, making some very good friends uh, in that part of town and uh, working together to try to make things better. And I would say that things are better now than they were, you know, and this is going back now about 12, 15 years now. Well, so uh, that's that's because that's because you were somebody who wanted to bring the community together. You weren't trying to get elected. If you're trying exactly, to get elected, yeah. you're you're trying to bring them. You're trying to rip people apart, not trying to bring, bring them together. Yeah. 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 And I was just using facts for it, you know, saying, look, yeah. here's what's going on. Here's what we need to do to try to fix the problem. All right. We got to be short on time. Well, we're just about out of time. Yeah. Just about out of time. Well, yeah, we're about out of time. So it's time to wrap this up. Um, it was just fun. I always enjoy getting into discussions with uh, what's going on in the in the world with you. And uh, if well, uh, I, I, I wish the uh, city council would have passed a binding resolution for you to apologize to me for all these years. I wish they passed a resolution to have you to just shut up. Oh, I'm shutting up, because we're, we're out of time. We're out of time. We're out of time. Uh, but every Thursday, there's a new podcast up. Of course, you listen on KTRS Thursday night. Have yourself a great week. We will talk to you next week. Until next time. Bye-bye. A Huda Media Production.